Welcome back to another episode of The Rest, the podcast where you get to hear the rest of the story and we continue the conversation that Sunday started. My name is John McCambridge, and I am filling in for Jared Jacobus, who who has been stricken ill. Stricken ill. And I'm here with Joel. Joel Kovacs. Joel, how are we, we doing today? Good, man. Good. You're in the heart of basketball season for your, for your children, aren't I'm you? In the, I'm in the, right now it's in the heat of the finals, like the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I honestly can't believe how many games they play. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is you learn a lot. And when they were in, uh, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, or, you know, fifth and sixth grade with the travel New Albany team. They played 55 games a year. Oh, my gosh. Basketball. Basketball games. And, and, and it's way less mm. in middle school. But it feels like it feels similar because in middle school, like there's a game every Tuesday and Thursday night. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like that. Yeah. It's like in the middle of the week. Yeah. And, but like when you play it on the weekend with the other younger grade, normal regular season will sometimes be like a game on Saturday morning, a yeah. game on Saturday night, and maybe another game on Sunday. But then if it's if it's a tournament, then it could be three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday. And that can all just happen if you like yeah. get to the finals. Just if you win, yeah. If you win a couple games and like you're suddenly you're playing in the finals and you've played six basketball yeah. games in two days yeah and then do you ever just think about the fact like you watch them play like this and you're like if i played one game of basketball i'd be out of commission for like a well week. it's it's like the thing about like how many people over the age of 30 ever sprint again <laughs> yeah like actually like full flex like 100 meter go as hard as you can like honestly it's funny to think it about is funny to think because about. you just hurt yourself or like when was the last time well you might because of crossfit but if you take that out of the equation, when was the last time you just jumped as high as you could? Yeah, I mean, it's like, not why, high. Why would one? Right. We jump. We do box jumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you'll do like up to try to get as high as you can. So that's a little bit there, but it's still like sad. very rarely, right? Yeah. And it's sad. <laughs> I, dude, it, my shins are a mess yeah. from jumping and falling and... I literally broke my shin. Yeah, I remember that. I broke it. it yeah. I had a hairline fracture because of jumping. Yeah. Now, you're not coaching this year, are you? You were a coach last year. So last bit, year, right? I coached. Assistant coach. I coached. Well, yeah. So all four for four years of Kellen's team, our oldest, I coached and was the assistant coach mm-hmm. for the travel team. And then Kellen went to seventh grade. So that that whole run is done. Oh, because he's with the middle and school coaches. Now he's with the middle now, school yeah. coaches. But then Jet was already with other coaches. So I, I coached. Jets, I head coached Jets AAU team last year. Okay. So, and am doing that again this year, but it's going to be a little bit different. Coach K. Coach K, man. I think, I I think for a while you took a, you took on a persona. Remember when you had a whistle? Yeah. I'd bother Carmen around. Yeah. Just blow it all the time. That's right. I like that. Running drills. That's good. Now, Joel, it's February already. Today. Yeah. So this gets released February, the month, the The month month of January is over. It's crazy. Uh, and so your first series of of the year yep. for Sunday morning, it's called Humble Beginnings, Middles, and Ends. Uh, we had our last week last week. Yep. And so why don't you just kind of summarize for us what this past week was about, and then we can wrap up the series. Yeah, I will. The, uh, it's cool. I got a... Um, uh, actually, I, I got a note this morning about the series. 
um, from someone. I'm not going to say who it was, but it's like really cool to get this stuff. So it's like uh, this person said, just want to send you a message. And I've been in a season of growth between counseling and setting boundaries, really having to face where I need to improve and not ignore all the most vulnerable and sensitive places and let others um, in on this or that. I'm in, I'm in a high of life right now, but also lows all around me. Mm. I've been struggling between the happy, got married, family, all that, and then friendships uh, that are years old ending, family troubles, between the Humble Series, the Rest Podcast, along with the midst of uh, reading a book by Lisa Turkhurst, Good Boundaries, I'm just growing. Basically, she this person says, she says, in my faith tremendously. Wow. I've been digging deep, bringing on uh, lots of pain and tears, but I know blessings. I've shared my family and pray, I'm praying nonstop. Anyways, I want to say thank you for allowing God. I mean, you know, so mm. like all these light bulb moments, like mentioned the series and mentioned the podcast and the series is just, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a um, orientation to humility. Yeah. And so like week four was just another more like um, laying in the groundwork, like the subterranean work of where humility comes from. And the real like basis of humility is to have the mind of Christ, right? So yeah. you have a you have a God, an omnipotent, you know, omniscient God, mm -hmm. and 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 he he basically almost disposes of parts of who he is in order to become what is necessary to make the improvements in our world to to serve us. And yeah. And that's like the, that is what, you know, that a humble person is a servant. Yeah. So a real servant, they're, they're serving for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. They're serving, they're, 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 you know, using their abilities to help improve people's lives. They're sacrificing, they're suffering. And so this week, I just, I just wanted to give people like almost a, a, um, like a checklist of, I know I'm moving in the direction of what God has called me, um, which it, which is ultimately humble. But it's like, there's part of me that's like, I don't want people to just like try to be humble. I want them yeah. to shoot for what humble is and then they will be humble. You don't just try to be humble. You, you, you try to do what, you know, Christ wants you to do yeah. and you become this new creature that is humble. So just talked about like kind of the disposition of self and how like Christians have to understand they're saints mm -hmm. and that they're holy and holy ones and that they're, you know, made in the image of God. And then as Christians redeemed and, and brought into the family of God, heirs with Christ, children of God. So identity mm -hmm. and, and I, you know, knowing like, and, yeah. and also knowing that that uh, I talked about the Hebrew word for humility is occupying your God-given space. And so it's it's that ability to stand tall in the role that you've been appropriately placed in. I talked about that this week. And, mm -hmm. and so that means that you're there to take up a certain amount of space. Mm -hmm. And that that space is that you're a representative of God. You're there to bring you, you know, bring your best to the world and and love people. And so you don't shrink away. Humility is not just disappearing right. altogether. It's it's appropriately appearing. Mm -hmm. And then, but at the same time, you you have the other kind of railroad running along this idea that I'm a saint is that I'm a sinner. Mm -hmm. And 
that that is an important, you know, aspect. I didn't even talk about how Paul talks about the thorn in the flesh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and having kind of this buffet, or what is he talking about? A messenger from Satan in his body, something that kind of humbles him and reminds him of his weaknesses, and therefore he depends upon God. Mm. And so um, it's another great example of the purpose of pain and suffering and how Christians see it differently than others. Yeah. But when you when you understand I'm vulnerable, you know, I need God mm. because I could, you know, I will in way I'll stumble, I'll be tempted, I'll do things, you know, so that should kind of make us have this respect mm. and this sober-mindedness about who we are that we don't show up to our God-given space as beings who are are perfect. We're we're in the process of being transformed yeah. and therefore, you know, it's it's I'm I'm working towards it. Thank God I'm forgiven. Thank God I, you know, I'm growing, but you know, I know I can fall. That's I'm not here to, you know, to lord it over you or to you know, to to say that I've got it figured out and you don't. I'm here to say I'm working, I'm growing, I'm vulnerable. And that attitude, that's an attitude of humility. Yeah. So when you have sinner, saint, and then the whole thing is like moving towards, it's like, how do I know when I'm in any context that I, how can I know that I am uh, occupying my God-given space in the world? Yeah. And I talked about, you know, actually, I only talked about it in one service, but I did talk about at the end of the second service, I talked about the upper room and the the Last Supper and how Jesus orchestrated that to not have servants there because he wanted to occupy the space of a servant. Mm. And, and it's like saying, that's my spot. Mm-hmm. Like, you think it's someone else's spot. Mm. It's my spot. And if it's his spot, it's our spot. So you, you know, if you decide to serve and love people, help people, spend your life, you know, bringing something into their world, challenging them, just feeding them, you know, praying for them, teaching them, uh, clothing them, loving your wife, loving your kids, like genuinely serving, um, you're, you're, you're moving down the road. Yeah. Of you're you're headed in the right direction uh, of of being humble. Mm-hmm. So, so I asked people to pray for a task, yeah, not just to ask God for something, mm. but to say, God, like reveal to me where I can serve, so that I know I'm headed in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. So that was that's a little bit. I also told that's great. A really funny. I read a really funny story yeah. about the little old lady yeah, and uh, people really chuckled at that. <laughs> um, I was just trying to talk about how when we have a misunderstanding of one word, it can change right, right. the way we live our lives and stuff. But it, it was, it was a, it was a good series. I mean, again, it could be talked about in, in, in ways is every week. And, you know, there's a lot, you know, left on the table, Yeah, yeah. but, I think what I did is gave people a broader, um, more, uh, 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 the paradigm of humility, Mm. you know, not just 
like have the mind of Christ, be humble and do these things, but kind of like the context of humility, how we see ourselves, where we fit in the world, which is, I think, I think a, a different approach to just teaching people to yeah. serve. Or yeah. Whatever. So telling people be humble. Yeah. Be humble. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, something, and this was like a theme of the series of, of identity. Yeah. Can you just kind of talk a little bit about how, you know, it starts with identity because if you get that wrong, yeah, you will not be humble. That's right. kind of what I think is interesting about the identity piece of this. Yep. It's like, you know, you look around and it's like, people aren't really humble. Right. Why? Most of the time they're not. And it's, and I think it has to do with this kind of foundational, who am I? Who so am I really? Just, just kind of like talk a little bit about. Yeah. On Sunday, I talked about the, the identity piece, um, primarily being the, you know, that we're made in the image of God mm -hmm. and, and that this uh, Rachel Atkins says in this book, Image Bearers, um, that we're self-portraits. So she uses this language of being a self-portrait of, of, of God mm. and how that does this unique thing to us when we actually sit and meditate on what does that mean? Yeah. Like you're the picture so I kind of talked about, imagine like you're in art class and the subject is God. Mm -hmm. And then there's multiple artists, whatever, but the artists are all Jesus. And then the, the, the canvas is you mm. and he's painting a picture of God. Mm. And then that is designed to be hung up on the wall so that when people see it, yeah. They get an image of who God is, yeah. And 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 so when if you if you actually like, you know, we don't really do self portraits anymore, right? Right, or portraits at all? Yeah, really. like you do the like caricatures, yeah. But like even a caricature is like an interesting thing if you go to like Cedar Point or like the fair and you you have somebody draw a picture of you, and it's you, but it's not you. Yeah, it's a picture. Yeah, right. And then to think, I am a picture of God. Mm. Most people don't ever feel that intimately connected to God from, from a foundational level. Mm -hmm. Like you are an expression of who he is. And when you know that, mm. um, that that is absolutely the beginning of humility mm -hmm. because immediately that even just the the analogy it orients you appropriately mm -hmm. i'm an image i'm not god yeah i'm an image of god right i'm like god i'm not god but i'm like god what is my if if and, I, and if i'm not god who is god yeah and if who is god then who should i be mm. so you start to go it's like when well, if he drew me then, you know, it kind of goes back to week one. Like, then I am ultimately just an expression of his love and his benevolence mm -hmm. and his creative, you know, mind and, and heart. And what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Where do I fit in right. to this thing? Which, if you can understand it and you believe you were made in the image of God, then you want to know what is my appropriate spot in the world. And that is humility, mm -hmm. to play that role. Mm to play that role actively 
to believe you are that. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm passionate about that because I think a lot of people start with, I'm, you're, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Right. And, and, and I think when they do that, they reduce the image of God piece. Yeah, and grace. And grace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, it, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, and so I, I feel that that um, those things run hand in hand. And also the, the idea of being a holy one and being made in the image of God and having that be your identity, and then also understanding that you're a sinner. You know, sin is going to completely be removed. Yeah. But uh, but your identity is not. Mm-hmm. So even even the sinner saved by grace thing, it's yeah. true. It's a hundred percent right. It's theologically accurate, but it is it is a it is a seasonal problem. Yeah, yeah. It's and, for now. And I remember um, when you and I were kind of going on a journey, probably four or five years ago, with some of the stuff about heaven and the resurrection yeah. and image of God and all that. There was a moment where we were reading an N.T. Wright book, and it talked about how Jesus had the scars. Yes. On his hands in the resurrection. Yes. And so it's like, like what you're talking about now is like, yes, that gets healed. And yet it's still something that, that forms you. It, right? it, 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 it probably, you know, for, for Jesus having it there is like a, the reminder to us, like, here's what I did for you. Yeah. And then like how we get healed is like, here's where, how far you came. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yep. But it's a reminder of, the rescue mission, and then a reminder that what that was mm-hmm. has been removed. Yeah, which which should forever. You you don't move on, and you're not still a sinner. You think I used to be dead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm not, right? Which in that next season or age, how how incredible is that? Yeah. To have that constant reminder right. of of what God did in our identity. And as a foundation of humility, yeah. right? Because I think the Andy Stanley line is like, uh, the gospel does not make bad people good. It makes dead people alive. Yeah, right, yeah. And I do think that there's this element when we talk about like bad and good of like, you can improve. Yes. So there's like, you could improve yourself from being like, you know, left of center, to right of center on your own, on your own without God with willpower, right. you know, but that's not the gospel. No. Right. Now that happens, you know, those things are healed and, and goodness is brought into your life, but that's not exactly what the scriptures say happened with the the death and the resurrection of Christ. No, because you get, you be, you're dead, you're dead. and then you become alive. And then, you know, a dead person can't do so many good things that they make themselves alive. Yeah. So when you're alive, now it's almost like the engine has started. Mm-hmm. Now you can be everything you were created to be and more, and you will head that way. Yeah. So it's not, it's apples and oranges, mm-hmm. you know, to just do things mm. without being oriented in, in, you know, the reality of who God is and your, 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 you know, dependency on him is, uh, is, is, is pride. Yeah. Right. But when we realize that we were dead and now we're alive and we're alive so that we can live mm, for real, for real, which has to do with your heart and your hands and what you, where you go and what you do with your family. And, and it has to do with all these amazing things that were impossible to really 
experience at all until you're you're really given the spirit of God. So yeah, which is an amazing humility too. I mean, to think yeah. about being the becoming cleansed to the point that you can be the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. How's yeah, that? <laughs> I know. Um, I I want to kind of get your thoughts on this idea. Like humility would be kind of like almost like what we would call a virtue, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, or, yeah, like an, a the, fruit the of ethic, the spirit. The ethic of you know, anti right, like says it's the ethic, the the cardinal ethic, ethic of right. of Christianity. So, um, one of the things that has always interested me is like you know, I always love to frame and reframe mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times when people misunderstand something, it's not that they misunderstand the term or the phrase or the word, it's that they misunderstand the frame. Yeah, the context. Right. Yeah. And so one of the things I find interesting about something like humility is a lot of Christians strive to be humble because it's something that you're supposed to do. Right. But there's a difference between doing something because it's what you're supposed to do and doing something because you're designed to do it. And only in living into that designation will you ever reach flourishing. Yes. So I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on like, how do we reframe some of the ethical? Because you could say it about prohibitions, right? Like the sexual ethic of Christianity. Mm -hmm. You could say it about Mm -hmm. the the what Paul lays out in the fruit Mm -hmm. of the spirit. There's a difference between like, do these things because it's good right. versus do these things because you were designed to. And until you do, you'll never live a fulfilled human life. Right. You, you, it, it's a little bit of is the whole, like you're designed to live in submission to God. Yeah. So like you don't work right if you don't, you know, have the life that only God can provide you and then move down that pathway. So tease that out with, with humility. Yeah. Like what happens to someone when they live in pride versus what like, you yeah, know, when someone, practical when, yeah, when someone lives in pride, they, they, their context is first that, and, and a lot of it is blind or, or, or it's opaque mm. and, they, the top of the food chain in their mind is themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's pride. They're serving themselves. Like they're not going to, you know, say I'm, I'm living for me. Now, right. Some of them will, some of them will post it. Yeah. <laughs> but when someone maybe even trying to do good, they're letting what they think is good determine what they're doing. And that is pride. That is the definition of not understanding the way you were designed to live because the way you're designed to live is to, you know, like you and I were talking about the one time to be in the presence of God Mm -hmm. or have the presence of God at this point. And, and, and to be a, a, um, a listener of God Mm -hmm. and, and then to, to step with the spirit. So when you're in step with the spirit, that is the same thing as submitting to the spirit. Yeah. And so th- that is that is going to be humble. Yeah. And you're going to move down the road that God wants you to move down, which is always the best. Um, and so when someone is not in submission to God, not stepping with the spirit, they're not going to work right. Mm. Because it, think it's just simple. You're the, it's, it's, it's like someone going, so I want to, you know, I mean, you know me, I'm like playing pickleball, you, anything, 
I want to be the best golfer in the world. And then you just train yourself. Mm. And you teach you. Yeah. Even if you like DI, you know, DIY and watch YouTube videos or whatever, like until you get like someone who's a master, mm. you're not going to do lead you the right way. Right. Because right. you don't even see you right. Right. So you need someone that sees you right and is a master. That's the same idea. It's like you, if you want to be, if you want to become what you, what you can't, you, you have the potential to become as a human, you need the designer of humans to be the guide for your life. Yeah. And, and that is humility. Yeah. John Mark Comer uses the, the phrase apprentice yeah. of Jesus because yeah. an apprentice is not, I'm going to forge my own path in this world and figure out a new thing. He's following the master. Yeah. And learning to be like him. And walking around with him and like... And there's a submission in I that, always right? think of like, like when I think of the word apprentice, the first like thing that comes to my mind is like a carpenter. Yeah, yeah. You know, like or, the trades. Or, or right? a, yeah, or an electrician. Right. And like, you know, that is what they do. Yeah. Like they don't, you can't get your like journeyman's license, whatever to, to, to you know, wire someone's house until you follow around for hours, a master, yeah. submit to them, and then you can become them. Right. So when you, it, it's, it's, it works in every analogy. I'm going to be an electrician. Hire me. I'm going to teach myself to do this. Yeah. You're going to kill like, yourself or, or like, you're going to set the house on fire. I, yeah, I know this is the way that people wire houses for safety. I'm going to wire it this way. I'm going to do it my way. Because I like this way better. Yeah. And it's like, well, you can't. Yeah. Well, well you can but yeah. there will be there'll be consequences, problems. right? It won't work right. And that's kind and of like think about your appropriate space. So when you think about occupying your appropriate space, that is the appropriate space. That's so Jesus shows us the appropriate space by serving us. So it's it's this crazy thing. He's like this is where you need to be serving. So he goes your space then is to to serve me. Yeah. And follow me around. Yeah. And thereby if you follow me around, look what I'm doing. Mm. I'm serving you. Mm. So that's what you do. So then you fill out that same spot in submission to God. And, and I, I think that if your mind is in that space and you, you wake up, you have to wake up. You have to have a moment where you're like, uh, my ways don't work. Yeah. Or, or at least maybe I know what I'm doing and I'm fine but there's no way that I can be the master of all of this. Right, right. And, and and that's why I like the idea of apprentice too, because the Christian faith is not like, well, I believe he's God. Yeah. You know, it's not like Jesus raises from the dead and then he shows his scars and he walks through walls and he does the Emmaus. He does all the stuff where he's like showing them. And the idea is he's like, now you guys go and like continue to follow me and I'll be with you and, 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 it's all about that connection and that Jesus is the one you follow around now. Yeah. You can't, it's not about you just believe that he rose from the dead. Right. Oh, Jesus rose from the dead. So I'm going to go tell everybody. Mm -hmm. It's no, you're going, you're going following the risen Jesus mm -hmm. and therefore you're an apprentice of him. So your life changes. Mm -hmm. That's what Christianity is. It is the apprenticeship. I mean, actually it's funny. It's like, it's it's a, it's a great analogy. The journeyman's license, I think, is what it's called for for or a carpenter. 
who's who's like a junior in the trade. There becomes this like moment when they are like basically capable of doing the same thing. Yeah. But they're not official. Right. But it, like if they came to you and they were like, dude, I can wire your house. And you're like, how? And you're like, well, I was a journeyman with so-and-so for 12 years mm-hmm. and I just never got the final certification. But like, I, I, I know how to do all this. Yeah. You'd be like, oh. And it wouldn't be his, his title or what he tells you. It would be what he's capable of yeah. that, he's, that he's mastered that you go, I believe that you are you know, an apprentice and I want to trust you. I, I think the Christian life is supposed to be more like that, yeah. where we are transformed in the sense that sin has no mastery, Jesus is our master, and we move towards things, and we, we behave different, we think different, yeah. we act different, we do different things, mm. our hearts are different, it's just a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me in like the beginning of some of Paul's letters, He, I always like to say he gives his resume. Yeah. And his resume is always about his encounter with Christ yeah. and the people that he was around. Yeah. Because he's he's trying to say like, this isn't coming from me. Right. So like, why should you listen to me? Well, this isn't coming from right. me. It's coming from an encounter I had with the risen Christ. Yeah. And it's coming from, I went to Jerusalem and was with Peter and yeah. James, the pillars, right? And John and... That's, so then his, I, that's his authority. So then I brought you the gospel. So like in Galatians, he's like, you're straying from the gospel I brought you. The gospel I brought you was not for me. Yeah, right. It's actually from Jesus. Right. So, so, you know, that that kind of, you can take he's that. He's submitting himself and saying like, guys, like we all have to do Yeah, this. and you, I think you could take that principle in terms of how you live your life where it's like, you know, you're you're standing up there on Sunday telling everyone to be humble. That's not your opinion. Right, right. That is something that Jesus has showed, yes. you know, Philippians two, yes. that that's what it looks like right. to be the the, the proper image right. of, of God, the proper human. Right. And yeah, so it's, it's certainly not me. None of it is. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I think, uh, but it is interesting because from a practical aspect, I think, and then, and then we can kind of wrap this up. Yeah. Um, I do think that there's like you can look back at your life, and if you have somewhat of a humble spirit, it typically happens when you get a little bit older. You can see the kind of collateral damage yes. in your wake of relationships, of you know moments, people, friendships, family, marriages. And if you're humble and you think about it, you can see that almost all of it has to do with pride. Yeah, oh yeah. And how you 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 it would have been a good application to tell people the next time you're about to make any decision. Mm anyone just as a practice stop and ask yourself am i submitting to god yeah like am i am i am i willing to not do this if he were to just tell me no Mm -hmm. because you look back on the things like you like you're saying and you're like well i was operating from a position of me being at the top of the food chain in my life that's why i made that choice yep that's why i went that way that's why i did those things and then you can look back and you can go wow like there are things in my life that I have done that I would have never done had I not been in the process of of being an apprentice of Jesus. Yeah. Like I would have never done that. I wouldn't have gone to that place. I wouldn't have said those things. I wouldn't have responded that way. And then in that way, praise God for whatever 
you know, transformation because, you know, if, if you, if you display, you know, wisdom beyond your years, that's a gift from God. Mm -hmm. If it's, if it's, if it's truly something that is nothing like you would have done. You see that in like churches, you see guys that are big, you know, big businessmen or whatever. And they, they suddenly like, I want to leverage my gifts for something different. Yeah. And maybe they take a lesser job or, or mm. whatever. And they, and they, a lesser paying job, mm -hmm. but they're like, but I want to do something that matters or, and, and, and you ask them and they're like, I would have never. Right. I would have never done that. Right. Here's what I used to do. Right. Right. You know, so yeah. it's, it's, it's a great constant thing. Mm -hmm. And like I said in the series, I mean, all I can do is kind of talk about how, how I've struggled with it mm. and, and how God is, and you look back to John and, and it, it, I'm so thankful mm. for God's patience. Yeah. You Long know, suffering. Yeah. Cause like, he knows like that we're doing stuff for the wrong reasons. And, and he's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And even in that, like, it's like, I look at stuff and go, I did that for the wrong reason. Yep. And it was the wrong thing. And God's, God didn't leave me. Mm -hmm. He didn't like, mm -hmm. you know, and like, if, if you had like a close friend and like, they kept on betraying you and not mm -hmm. following you or not acting, you know, it'd be like, dude, I don't trust you. But like, God like knows what we're doing and we don't even know what we're doing. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Yep. Yep. I'm going to help you figure that you got to, you got to figure this out. Yep. You know, who, yep. and then he disciplines you or, you learn the hard way and, and thank God for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to, uh, uh one of my seminary professors, uh, would always say he's my theology professor. And he said the most quoted verse of the, the most quoted Bible verse in the Bible is the verse where God describes himself mm -hmm. as gracious and long suffering mm -hmm. and slow to anger mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. forgives iniquities mm -hmm. and, um, and he says that God describes himself like that after the golden calf incident. Yeah. And so God describes himself like that to golden calf worshipers. Yeah. Yeah. And that is kind of the identity of Christ. And that's the identity that we have when we, when we are right. in, you know, when we actually come in, in our, in Christ to kind of wrap up the series, is there any, you know, further application maybe that you didn't get to in terms of like, I kind of like your, your, uh, your track of like self-examination and how to yeah. maybe sit and be honest with yourself or, or whatever, whatever you think would be yeah, most you know, helpful. The, the thing, the thing that, that I, you know, I kind of talked about this two weeks ago at staff meeting mm. of like the, the whole like integration of your faith moving from the conceptual to the, to the lived, to the actual, to the daily. And there, there's a disconnect that people have. So if we're in submission to God and that, that is what it means to be humble or, or it's a, it's a piece of it that you see yourself, um, as, as a, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A subordinate mm. to God. Then, you know, the idea of, you know, raise like, like kind of worshiping God or, or praying or, or praising God or, or saying that, you know, I want to serve you, that all, you know, resonates. But then when it's like, okay, I want to serve you to wives that are out there that are like, I'm not happy anymore being married. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get divorced. Mm -hmm. Like, look, just vacuumous. 
there there are times when horrible things are happening and 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 safety and all that needs to happen and i and, you know we can talk about that but the bottom line is is that it means obeying god mm-hmm. for 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 usually the things that are like the most important the most obvious mm. that we struggle with the most mm. so it's like you're supposed to love your family you're supposed to whatever you know i mean paul tells you, you know what the thessalonians to work hard yeah. right you know work with your hands work hard this idea of like showing up to work on time and doing a good job and clean your room clean your room whatever like 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 that's where we suddenly we keep god in the conceptual and then when it's the actual we just like slip to the top of the hierarchy in our mind and we let some other force drive yeah. these major decisions. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like, like you alluded to and we, I've talked about like, God is not trying to ruin your life. Yeah. He's trying to give you life yeah. and it happens in submission to God. Mm. So could it be that you take the path of submission to God and that is just always what's best? Mm -hmm. Even if in the moment it's painful, you don't like it, whatever, you're, you know, that is what it means to be humble. Mm. And so I'm not, I'm not trying to say that like, you know, some woman's going to call me and say, my husband abuses me or whatever. That That's not what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about how people just decide to not submit in areas that are everyday things right. that you know he's asking you to do. Like, like whatever, you know, get your, get your project for work done on time and whatever, mm-hmm. and do it that way because- that's what God wants you to do mm. as opposed to going like, I'm going to like skip out and I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to break the rules. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Yeah. And screw them. They need me anyway. Right. Right. And it's not the thing that God wants you to do. So it's also, it's also uh, fueled by the lie that there's such a thing as a divide between the sacred and secular. Yeah, it is. Right. Cause that's the thing is like, you know, uh, there are Christian, you know, practices and disciplines that become the fuel for the Christian life. Yes, but it becomes the fuel for the Christian life, the Christian life, not the Christian church attendance. Yes, and those things, I would even say, like those things are the Christian life, like the the praying and the scripture, scripture. and spending time alone, generosity, and generosity, and like, but it, it is for that is like you said, it's the fuel. You know, like Jesus went away yeah. because he knew he was about to do this thing yeah. that was going to require a level of focus and intensity mm. and clarity that you don't have unless you, you know, spend 40 days in the desert or whatever right, it is. Right. So, so, or all night in Gethsemane. Yeah, all night in Gethsemane. And like, like that, those moments that fuels the, the walk to the cross, which is life. So it's like, because if you're not connected to God, you're not going to live for God. But 
but it is living. It is living. That you have to do. It is. Right? So like, because like what you're talking about with your project, like with a project at work, the, the, the lie of the sacred secular divide is like, well, what does that have to do with me believing in God? Exactly. What does me turning my project in have to do with believing in God? And that God? is believing in God. Yeah. That is faith. Right. Faith is not the thing that you say at church. It's not that you go to church. That That is faith, mm-hmm. but it's not all. Mm-hmm. Faith is the 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 steps you're taking mm. with and towards God every moment of your life. Right. Which direction are you going? Why are you going that way? What's what's your uh, your tat your first ever tattoo? My in, first ever tattoo in Hebrew. What's yeah, it say? Yeah, it says. Well, I don't know what it says in Hebrew. No, but, but it, in it, says, it says an Abram left and Abram went. Yeah, and Abram went, and the idea there is is that you know Abram's living his life. And it's the greatest moment of faith, like the author says, in the history of humanity. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with that Abraham prayed or that Abraham burnt some sacrifice or that Abraham like gave some field or way, away to God or whatever. It has everything to do with the fact that his steps led him to a foreign land. Right. His life. Right. Like when we we don't think about it the right way, he packed up like the donkey and the trailer and the family and they like went somewhere else. And God says, that is faith. Yeah. The movement that you're making because you're responding to me for everyday life. Yep. And so- I, you know, that's the stuff that like, I'm really... And that's what was reckoned righteousness. Yeah. Right? That's the, fa- you know, Abraham had faith and it was re- it like... Was re- yeah. But it, I always, I said this on, uh, I said this to someone on staff the other day, you know, God didn't, Abraham didn't say, oh yeah, I believe you, I believe in you, God, and then stay in Gerar. Right. Right? Or or in Haran, or, or, or wherever he was. was. He... Oh yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, Haran. He... he he, what does it mean to believe? It means to go. Of course, it means to like intellectually ascend and like uh, believe that that is Yahweh, that is the God who well, speaks the to first you, of part. course. But if it doesn't materialize, you don't believe. Exactly. You think it. And James says even the demons believe. Yeah. So they, 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 <laughs> well, and, and, and they, they're not in submission. Yeah. And they, they, it's an interesting thing. I've never done a word study there, but the fact that, that they believe, I think it's got to be a different word than faith because what he's saying is, the demons know stuff, but don't do it. Right. The demons understand who God is more than you. Yeah. But don't follow him. Mm-hmm. So it can't just be whatever that word he uses for believe there. I think I think there might just be a semantic range with yeah. it, which is one of the reasons of, that, of, of the word, the word faith, pistis. Pistis. Yeah. That's so, why it's sometimes it's confusing for yeah. us because for us in English, faith is intellectual. Yeah. We've intellectualized right. it. Platonized it. Yeah, exactly. But uh but I think in the in the in the Greek, it, it means has faithfulness, yeah. relational trust, yeah. and intellectual yeah. like understanding. So he's going this piece, if it's three parts, then it they they believe. Yeah, they know that who God is. Part. Yeah. I mean, because because that's when when I mean we're going off on a tangent yeah. here, but when uh when Jesus walks around, the demons know who he yes. is. Yeah. The disciples don't they quite don't know. know who he is. Well, they're like they know, they're like afraid. Yeah, the demons like, what you know doing who here? he is, and they're like, "What have you come? Right. To, have you come to torture me? Right, right." So, so it can't be. It's not just believing, knowing that, something, and that, in your that mind, is right? that is where you know I think the work that we have to do is. I, I think it's helping people. You know, like N.T. Wright says, that the kingdom of God, the gospel, came to reorder our lives, yep. to reorder our lives every day. 
reset the table for a different way of communion with others, for a different way of speaking with others, mm. for for different marriages, for uh, you know, parenting, parenting, coaching, just totally reorder your life and managing, being and a manager. We, we miss that. Yeah, we miss that. Um, and man, it's a weird thing because I love the fact that people, you know take a moment and say, I believe in Christ, forgive me for my sins and, you know, for you know, make me different, you know, on the inside. So, you know, whatever that could mean. And that's, that's good. And necessary. And necessary. It's just, it's not it's, the end. It's not all. It's the beginning. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. So I, the, the humble thing is like, you know, stop maybe trying to think about being humble and go serve, yeah. do something. Yeah different that that is a submissive act to god it's obedient um obedience is not always like doing something that you don't want to yeah, do yeah right right obedience is is you know it's it's like uh it's obeying the rules so you know, like paul says run in such a way that you can win mm -hmm. the idea is that you 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 run inside the lines mm -hmm. what's the point of running inside running inside the lines mm -hmm. it's not it's not, oh, I'm so excited to run inside the lines. It's, mm -hmm. I want to sprint. Yeah. I want to win. I want to go fast. Right. And I want to compete against others, and I want to beat them. So in order to do that, you have to stay inside the lines. Mm -hmm. You have to start at the right time. Mm -hmm. You can't fall start. You have to do it a certain way. Um, that's obedience. Yeah. It's not just, I don't want to do this. Right. It's, I want to do exactly what is best. Mm -hmm. And God has outlined what is best. Yeah. So tell me what it is. And to live and to live in in pride rather than humility is kind of to be running all over the track, running wherever, and not and not being able to win, right? Because you can't you're win. never going to win if you don't you're stay inside the lines, right? Well, yeah, it's 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 the apprentice it's not going to go the way you want. It's the apprentice showing up, yeah. saying, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Like we said, I don't want to do this your way. I'm going to do it my way, and 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 then, you know, it's like that doesn't work. So it's interesting because those things are so practically true mm. you know like you talk about the sacred and the it, it, people do that with their lives like this space is sacred and this space is not but even like just the nature of following god is found in the practical nature of wisdom yeah all throughout it's yep. like you want to be you want to run the race you want to do this you want to do that you have to submit mm. if you don't submit to the apprentice or the the master you won't. So you want to do life well, you have to submit. And he he's in all of that. So yeah. It's a good, it's a good topic. I, good I know stuff, it's, it's been it's been helpful helpful for me. And the idea, again, just to end it, because I know we gotta stop it, is I called it humble beginnings because it's just the little idiom of like yeah. starting out a company and having, you know, everyone's got to start out small and how that's not the Christian idea. It's it's that that humble is that's robust living. Mm. That's like who we're supposed to become. So throughout the year, you know, we're not going to be humble for January and then we're not humble in July yeah. and then we'll come back and okay, now we need to be humble. <laughs> it's let's grow and become new, yeah. new beings. And, and when we show up at the end, we're more humble than we mm. were at the beginning. Mm. So that's great, man. The great series to to kick off the year. You got anything else? Nope. All good. Um, nope. I'm 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 excited about uh you know right now our team is in Cambodia. Yeah. 
We have a, a mission team that's, it's like half, well, it's like what, four or five staff members and then four or five. Yeah, a couple staff s- members. Something like and, that. And I think and, a total of nine people, yeah. And then they're coming home yeah. and, and they're going to talk and share with you this Sunday. And uh, I love that. I yeah. love that we have that going on. And I'm, you know, getting ready for Easter. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about Easter. And uh, yeah, it's great, man. All right, we appreciate you guys being here with us. We will see you next week on The Rest.